And a good afternoon to you on a wet Monday, and I do mean wet. It's drizzled and it's uh, dabbled, but uh, come a pretty good little rain there a while ago, a little downpour. And uh, we've got, uh, uh, it is, it's moving across us, it's moving through us. We didn't get near what we could have because it actually went underneath us. So we'll talk about that in a little more detail because uh, this thing has, uh, <laughs> it has some, uh, some, some memories. It, has some, it makes us reminiscent of some things. I'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. Today's the 12th day of February. We're glad that you're with us and we're thankful to the Lord for his mercy and grace. 577 1296 577 1296 or 828 884 9427. The 9427 is voice, the 1296 is text, and either way, we'd love to hear from you this afternoon, okay? All right. Yeah, it's a wet one out there. It is. It's uh, moderate temperatures, though, not too bad. And that's, that's the whole key of this thing is the temperatures because it has not been too bad. Uh, but it has uh, made getting around today pretty, pretty nasty. The roads have held up real well. Uh, the, you know, pretty, there's a downpour right now still on the interstate over around Biltmore Park, that section. And so it's got things off the pace. But again, heavy rain, and it's, it's, it should be off the pace. We should slow down. But as far as actual backups and tops, not much to talk about. Not really. Uh, there is a little bit of a. Well, let me let me let me rephrase that. Since the rains hit, I think they've quit working. So they they even the even the gorge is moving. Okay. So yeah, just not a lot to comment on in the mountains here this afternoon. Let me check one more thing here. I'm built more forest. Okay, it's backed up a little bit there in. Uh, under the parkway on 25, on 25, yeah. It's backed up a little bit there, just the red lights. But other than that, I don't see anything of any consequence. And then if we drop down to Greenville, uh, they're off the pace as well. They've still got some rain in the area, but it's uh, your normal issue on 85 there at Pelham, north and south. But outside of that, everything seems to be uh, pretty well normal and traveling. There is a wreck up in Taylor's on Wade Hampton. There's one up there. And uh, let's see. I think that's, that's going to get us. I think everything else is uh, in uh, pretty good shape. All right, let's look at this map. It's a very interesting weather map. And uh, the weather map is, uh, it, uh, while, while we still have you know, while this precipitation is here in the south, uh, the north is bracing for this thing. Yeah, because what's happening is there is a, a freeze line uh, above us. And so this thing came in low. It's very reminiscent of the blizzard of 93. Uh, it came in low. This same system that we're talking about right now uh, caused... Uh, a lot of flooding, a lot of other problems when it came into uh, Southern California. It caused flooding in the desert southwest. It came across pretty well riding uh, I-20 and it came through here. It is now getting ready to go out to sea and as it crosses the Carolinas. 
In 93, it went out to sea, reformed a, a very deep, low-pressure system, and created basically what is a winter hurricane. And a, the, the low pressure uh, turns counterclockwise in this hemisphere. And so it was, it was bringing precipitation off of the ocean and bringing it inland, throwing it inland. And that's what the, the blizzard of 93 was. It was a nor'easter, that kind of a bomb uh, cyclone that exploded on them, and they really didn't expect it. It was warm temperatures. It was moderate, much like this is. But there was cold air in behind it. And so there are already a, uh, there are, they have declared a snow emergency as far north as Boston. And it's not snowing yet. But they're predicting a foot at least of snow between uh, Pennsylvania, from Pennsylvania on north, and look like at least a foot up the, the big cities, the, the I-95 corridor, uh, depending on where you are. So, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but very mild conditions where we are. We are under a flood watch and uh, th that will continue through uh, tonight. And there's also a wind advisory coming in after this tonight. And so uh, the wind picks up quite a bit. And we are looking at probably a 100% chance of rain in the afternoon here. Then it diminishes to 80. Uh, it's going to clear out. It's, it's, we're almost finished with it. There's not a whole lot, uh, you know, uh, an I-80. Somebody said, is this what you call an I-85 storm? Well, the, the odd number storms go north and south. So 85, 95, those run north and south. Uh, they do turn into I-95 storms, but they typically will take one of, one of three routes to get there. They'll run I-10 and go underneath us. They'll run I-20, which usually affects us. And then sometimes they'll run I-40. And a lot of times with I-40, they'll actually cut across through Virginia and pick up I-95, but they all end up on I-95. So it's the truth. And uh, somebody said, uh, storms don't follow interstates. And I said, well, I, I know they're not supposed to, but they do. And uh, it could be that uh, we followed the terrain, uh, you know, uh, and, and that's maybe, maybe a storm's been following that same terrain for millennial, we, I don't know. But to do know this, uh, <laughs> depending on where the storm's at, I can pretty well tell you where it's snowing at to the west of us, I can tell you what's coming our direction, yeah. And those I-10s always miss us, they'll go underneath us. Sometimes the I-20s will, they'll go underneath us. There was a year, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe 20 years ago, and the storm went underneath us. We didn't get anything, but down in uh, places like Lancaster, South Carolina, Union, South Carolina, they got 18 inches. Yeah, it went under us. And it was colder down there than it was up here. So, yeah, it happens. And uh, so this one, though, is we're, we're about done with it, our part. Uh, tomorrow, 50, breezy, though. And uh, we're looking, uh, you know, I don't know how much more we're going to have. Looking at the radar picture, we're... I'm looking here. Let's see here. Let's just let's just get a little closer in and, and see if we can if we can predict how much we got left. I don't think it's as bad though as as some might think. I don't think that we have 
as much left as they were originally telling us. And uh, from the looks of it, the back side of it has pretty well just come through. So we just experienced that back wall of it here at the studio. Now, other areas have, have still have some. There's a band over at Chattanooga. Now, there's actually, this is a double deal. There's uh, the, the main system uh, is out, the, the beginning one, it's out in uh, northern Alabama, middle Tennessee, and it's snowing to the west of it. It's snowing places like, uh, well, I start to say Branson, but I don't know if Branson's got snow or not, but the county right beside Branson got snow, Branson, Missouri. Yeah, and it's cold out there. 34 degrees is the current and snow. I was trying to get a weather report on it. Winter weather advisory. Yeah, they were get. Uh, there's, uh, see how much snow they got. That, oh, they got five inches. Okay, Ava, Missouri reporting in with five inches of snow. And this is the same system, the back side of it. For us, though, it's uh, uh, breezy tomorrow, but it's going to be very windy. North wind, as this thing goes out, cold wind coming in, 11 to 20 with gusts as high as 33. Not a good day to be roofing. Uh, tomorrow night clear around 30. To, on Sunday, fifth, I mean, on, on Wednesday, sunny is what I was trying to say, and 57. Wednesday night, 33. Thursday, 59. Thursday night, 35. And for Friday, 58. Uh, so not quite as warm, more seasonable type weather. Friday night, 35. On Saturday, a little chance of a shower, high around 50. For Saturday night, 27. Sunday, 50. Sunday night, 28. And then for Washington's birthday, 55. So not, uh, not 71 like we had Saturday, uh, but we are going to see, you know, we're going to be 15 to 20 degrees cooler than that, but we are going to see... Uh, some clear conditions uh, next week. So uh, once this is out of here, then we're, we're looking pretty good. And of course, that's a good thing for us here at the studio because we're uh, starting to focus all of our attention on the, uh, on the grounds and on the outside. So that's, uh, I'm glad to see that weather forecast because it takes us, uh, yeah, it takes us through this week and into the first of next. So that's a, that's a good thing. Glad, glad to hear that. On the 12th day of February, the, both the general and the network operating budgets of Anchor Broadcasting have been sponsored in memory, loving memory of Leona McCall on this, which would have been her birthday. Her faith became sight on July the 31st, 2023. She was the greatest mother who loved unconditionally and was an inspiration to her family. She's loved and missed, and they look forward to that glad reunion day. And Miss Leona was a faithful, faithful listener here at Anchor Broadcasting. And we love and appreciate Tony and Mark. And uh, we, uh, and we, uh, we look forward to the day we'll all be together again as well. Well, it's two weeks from today, technically, till Sherathon begins, our kickoff uh, two weeks from last night. And uh, we're, of course, inviting folks to come, be a part of that service. It starts at 6 on Sunday evening, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Brother McBride will be preaching. And then on Monday morning, uh, two weeks from today, we will be kicking off the Sherathon, and it's only 13 days away. So imagine that. It is upon us, beloved, no doubt and no doubt. And uh, we'll say more about that coming up here in, uh, in just a little bit. And uh, 
All right, so let me look up here at the roll call. A lot of the same folks we see every day, and that's a good thing. We like folks who listen on a regular basis. But we also have some folks we don't see every day, and Akron, Ohio is one of them. Ann Arbor, Arden, Asheville, Birmingham, Brandon, Florida, we don't see every day. Brevard, Charlotte, Enos, Fort Mill, Franklin, Greensboro, Hendersonville, Houston, uh, Indianapolis, Islamabad, Pakistan, Kiev, Germany, Marion, Morrisville, Mount Laura, Mumbai, India, Newark, Ohio, Ottawa, Plymouth, Port Charlotte, Florida. Port Charlotte. I was trying to think. I think we've done some disaster relief down around Port Charlotte. I believe we did. Rock Hill, South Carolina, Sacramento, Toledo, Tuscaloosa. We've got Germany on here again. We've got Europe, but not, not sure what country. Weaverville and Williamston. And so glad to have all of you by the network here this afternoon. Now let me say again, if you don't have the means to watch us for Sherathon, of course, I want you to come. But if you can't come, watch. And if you have not got that squared away, Many of you, if you have uh, data on your phone and you can, you have the app and you can see us on your phone, if you have a fairly modern uh, smart television that's hooked into your network, if your phone is in your network, it's hooked onto your network at home, it's in your Wi-Fi, and your television is on your Wi-Fi, then you can cast your phone to your television. Nothing to buy. Nothing, you don't have to do anything, just nothing to buy. If uh, you'd like to have an independent operation that does not rely on the phone so that you can use your phone while you're watching Sherathon, then if you can install a Roku card, Roku plug-in device, or Amazon Fire Stick, or Apple Television, and all three of those offer similar things, they offer their whole range of channels that they offer, and many of them free. But they also allow you to pick up, I mean, you don't have to have anything other than Internet, and then you can pick up a lot of things, including Anchor Broadcasting Network, WGCR. And we have apps for those three devices, the Roku, the Fire Stick, and the Apple television. And so we have applications that you can download on one of those three and your television works just like your phone, but in large format, obviously. So if we can help you with that, again, this is the last week we're going to be able to offer that. If we can help you with questions or with, you know, technical advice on those, how to do that, let us know. But next week will be too busy. It'll be too late. So if you're going to do that, please do that right away. And then there might be some that you listen to the radio and you have a smartphone that has data on it, and but you've never downloaded the app. Well, now would be a great time to get the app on your phone. And uh, somebody says, well, I don't know how to do that. Call your grandkids. They'll know. Yeah, they're right at home with it. And, uh, and if you think I'm joking when I say that, I'm not joking. I've got uh, grandkids who are much more adept to doing that sort of thing than I am. So, uh, you know, I get by, 
but I've got a whole technical team surrounding me. So that's, you know, that's how I get by. But I've also got the grandkids as a backup for the house. And so uh, go to your app store. If you're Android, you go to the place, you know, the, the, the uh, Android app store, the whatever it's called, uh, Google Play or whatever. And then you go, if you're a, a, a Apple, then you would go to the, the Apple store. And you, you look, you search on Anchor Broadcasting Network, A-B-N. Now, there are other things out there that are similar to that. But you got to be real selective and real careful. You got to read what you're looking at, and uh, you you download that app, and then you can listen to us. You can listen to any of the channels 24/7. And so, somebody said when you say the network, what's what what network? Well, we operate the nation's largest gospel, Southern gospel music station, AM 720. Uh, we have 94.9 FM, which is a small, uh, basically a local uh, for the French Bronze Valley. And then the same signal that's on those two is on WGCR.net. It's heard worldwide. Then we have a channel that's nothing but music. It's called the WGCR Music Channel. We have a channel that's nothing but preaching. It's called the WGCR Preaching Channel. And then we have a, a video channel that's both, preaching and singing. And it's on all the time. And so, and then some of those, the preaching channel, for instance, is you can uh, look up sermons and, and get, do on demand. You can't with the music, but you can with the preaching. And you can with some of the video. So, yeah, that opens up a whole new world as well as being able to watch and listen live. Now, come share morning, the first three, two, two weeks from today, before we come on, we will switch everything we have, AM, FM, Internet, music, preaching, and video channels, all change over to share The same thing happens, of course, on our website, WGCR. Uh, the Anchor Broadcasting site, the Anchor Baptist changes over. So everything, that's all you can get from us for a full week is share And there's nothing else being broadcast but share so, uh, and we'll even redo Sherathon for the other parts of the world. So, we will uh, rebroadcast the Sherathon tape delay uh, over the video channel at night. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's. So, I wanted to make sure everybody understood that. I want to make sure everybody knows about that and uh, make sure that we have as many folks uh, that want to hear, want to listen, want to watch as can. Yeah, we would appreciate that. And while we're talking about share let me also say thank you for the churches that are moving and going to come be with us on the first Sunday night, the rally. And then we've got some churches that are coming and moving with us on Wednesday night. And then we have churches that are coming on the finale night and going to move service with us on Sunday evening, the finale, the first Sunday in March. And so we're excited about that and being able to have folks together and have folks in. We're excited about that a great deal. Our service times during the course of the week, of course, the, the Sundays, the first Sunday, the church service is 11, and then the uh, rally service is at 6 p.m. of the first Sunday. The Wednesday night service is at 7, and then every, all the night services, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights, they're at 7. The morning services at 10, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 
all at 10. The 2 o'clock service on Monday through Saturday. And then we have a 5 o'clock service on Saturday. So excited about that. 22 great services. And we have 122 people that are scheduled to preach, sing, play, or announce. In one way or the other, they'll be on stage, be on camera. That does not include the number of young preachers. They're not in the count. And so we will probably have uh, between five and six young men that will preach on Saturday afternoon. And so we add, they, they're added to the count. Yeah. So imagine that. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're, we're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. Makes me tired thinking about it because it's a, it's a tough week. And, of course, their meals are furnished. And we appreciate churches that are sponsoring meals, businesses that are sponsoring meals. And then we appreciate churches that are bringing desserts. And so we used to have churches bring the meals in, but Sherathon got so big that it was taking two and three churches, you know, to try to put it together on a weekday. It's just it was really hard. During COVID, we end up having to fix inside, you know, internally. And so we, we found a, a happy medium uh, now that we, we fix, we do a soup and sandwich type lunch. We'll do biscuit breakfast. We do a soup and sandwich lunch, salad, pizza, that type thing. And then we have a, you know, meat entree supper. And so, you know, that seems to work real well. And then churches are bringing, individuals can bring in desserts. And then we have churches that are helping sponsor the meals and then also uh, businesses and then Again, people bringing in things. We appreciate that, and we, we look forward uh, to that aspect of it. We do. We look forward. And uh, the final service is at 6 p.m. on Sunday evening, and so it's our regular anchor time, which is 6 p.m. So our final service will be at 6 o'clock on Sunday evening, and that is the um, that, and I, was, I was looking to see when that is. That is the first week in, it's uh, the first weekend. I don't have my dates down here. It's my first weekend in March. And I don't know what happened to my phone last night. It didn't charge. And as a result of that, I have had to, to go from charger to charger to charger today, which is pretty unusual. Uh, but I've got two days out of it, so that's, uh, you know, and uh, so uh, I am uh, just, uh, so let's, let's look at a couple of things here that are going on. Listener says, hello from Lexington, Kentucky. And all right, all right, Lexington, thank you so much. And uh, asking a question about our Jacob's sheep. Okay, so Annabelle is the lamb's name. She was born, well, she's a week old because she was born a week ago Sunday night. And her, the you, the mother, suffered prolapse and had to have emergency procedure, uh, take her to the vet and have that emergency procedure. The whole first part of the week, I thought I was going to lose her. She quit eating, and uh, she was in a lot of pain. And when sheep or goats are in a lot of pain, they will grit their teeth. And so they don't... Sheep typically don't cry uh, like a goat will. A goat will cry, but a sheep won't cry. Um, 
when they're hurting, they, they don't cry. And it's in their instinct because if they cry, then predators, you know, find them. So they, they don't say anything. And uh, so, but they, they grit their teeth. So she was gritting her teeth. And so we knew she was in a lot of pain. But uh, so far, so good. I've got to take the stitches out uh, the, the Monday after Sherathon. So I've got to take her, her sur got to undo her surgery. And I dread that, but uh, we are, she started eating Wednesday. Yeah, she started eating, I was having to force feed her nutrients because she was nursing the, the lamb. And so I had to, she wouldn't drink and she wouldn't eat. So I was forcing her. I was forcing electrolytes down her and I was forced feeding her with a liquid nutrition. Uh, she was actually on it when she was little and she didn't like it. But uh, it's, very, it's almost like Cairo syrup. It's about that thick. You have to give it to her in a syringe. And, and on the cold mornings, it was hard to get it to go in. You know, it's hard just to get it. And I had to wrestle her just about. So, uh, but yeah, thank you for asking. And so Roxy is doing good. And little Annabelle, is, she's black and white. Jacob's sheep are black and white. They're all black and white. And uh, they're black and white spotted. But they're their wool, the black part of the wool, leaches out. And so if you get out in the sunshine, the, the sun UV rays draw the black out. And so they'll look brown. And then they get dirt in the white part of the wool. They get dirty. And so they look like they're kind of brown and beige. But when you shear one, you'll find that underneath all of that, there's a black and white sheep. <laughs> So they're cute as they can be, especially in the face. And, uh, and Jacob's sheep, the ones I have, are the four-horned horned variety. Yeah, they're amazing. They have two horns that come out the side of their head and typically turn down. And then they have two that come out the top of their head and typically will roll back on the top. Looks almost like they're wearing a crown. And so, uh, yeah, Jacob's sheep and uh, their... Uh, their wool is quite sought after, and uh, you know people use it for a lot of things. So, um, let me let me ask somebody said, "What time is the final service on March the third? And it is March the third. That's the that's the date. March the third, and the final service time is at six o'clock. Six o'clock. Okay. And so, all right here, we are, huh? Okay, so that's what's happened. We have had a deluge of water come into the warehouse, and uh, it has come in around the big door. And I'm not sure exactly why. It's been, that gutter's been leaking. It's running, actually running down the door. Okay, I see it. It's coming down the door mechanism. That's when it was raining so hard. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's, um, that's a bad thing. Well, we'll have to deal with that, won't we? We'll have to do something about that. All right, uh, let me, uh, <laughs> someone said that Jacob's sheep look like Satan in their opinion. Well, you know, the goat has been, you know, kind of a satanic symbol. You know, that's kind of what the Satanists have pulled up and there have, uh, even they wear goat heads, they wear masks, you know, that make them look. So that, I think that's the relationship. But do you realize that a goat was a clean animal? just like a sheep was. 
a kid or a lamb, either one, were, were, were eligible to be offered in some of the sacrifices. So, yeah, goat is a, is a clean animal. Pig's not, uh, but, but a goat is. So, uh, yeah, and uh, anyway, the, uh, anyway, that's a little bit about the farm. And, I, and Lady, the one that's, that's carrying twins, I think she's backed out. I think she's just, just just tired of the whole thing, and I think she's decided not to have those twin twin babies because she is she's in the barn. She's big as a barn. She's huge, and I keep thinking every phase of the moon. Okay, here it comes. This is it. She can't get much bigger. And I even last night put her in a separate pen so she could have them, and she didn't. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know when we're going to have those that set of twins, but any any time now, as I'd say it that way, any time now is what we're looking for. Well, Sherathon, we're starting to feel a little bit like Sherathon. The Thren family are here, and they had meetings in our area. They're over at uh, Bible Baptist in the meeting over there uh, this week, and uh, they had some trouble coming in. They had a light issue with their coach, and then they had an overheating issue with their Suburban pulling a camper. They came through Virginia and come across the mountain, and it got very hot, and so they had an issue with that. But the Thrins are here. They're staying here at the church. They've hooked up in the campground, and they'll be here for the duration all the way through Sherathon. We're excited about that and uh, glad that they are here with us. I tell you, it's a blessing, but they, they wanted last night just to sit in. They were tired. They had traveled all day and night, and they just wanted to come to church. And it was hard on me not to get them up. I'm just telling you, it was hard on me to uh, let them just sit there because they're so talented and such a blessing. And uh, yeah, I wanted to use them, but I, I honored my word. I said, okay, just come on. I won't, I'll recognize that you're here, but that well, I won't go any further than that. I won't, I won't call upon you. So uh, yeah. And then we've got some others that'll be in first to next week. And got some meetings in the area. That's one thing that happens. We have these folks that come in from all over the country, and they will book either side of Sherathon. They'll book meetings while they're here the year before so that when they come in, they can stay in one place for a while. And we welcome that. We're glad for them to stay in the campground or whatever. Yeah, we're glad for that. And, uh, yeah, and I, listen, we want to be a blessing to the other churches. And I mean that. We want to be a blessing to the other churches. And we want, as, we want as much of the Sherathon team to get out and about as we can. Of course, Sherathon's pretty intense, and it's hard for you know the, some of the folks to to carry on a full schedule and do Sherathon. Years ago, we tried to book them all the time, I and mean, we we had special services. We tried to book them, book them, book them. Kind of backed off from that because it was just got to the point that where it was it was a little bit too hard on them, and so we have kind of backed away from that a little bit and I think it's I think it's easier on them yeah back in the day in the 90s for about five years we would have simultaneous share here on the Anchor Broadcasting Network with that time we had 1380 uh, WGCR and then we also had uh, 1160 WTYN or WKJT in Tron and then we had GCR and we would have two share one in Asheville one here We'd keep everybody over at the airport, and they would, one day, there'd be a group that would be in Asheville. The next day, they'd be in Pisgah Forest, and they'd switch back and forth. 
Yeah, and that's the reason that those two charathons occur at the same time or near the same time, because we used to have them simultaneously. Yeah, glutton for punishment. I know, that was crazy. Can you imagine running two? <laughs> Not just having one, but running two? Yeah, what were we thinking? I don't know. I guess we were young and full of vinegar. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what we were thinking. But anyway, yeah, thank God. Thank God for what he what he did through that, and he honored, God honored the effort, and that's the main thing. God honored the effort, and for that we give him glory, and we bless his holy name and appreciate all that he has done. And yes, I was younger. I was younger and foolish, too. Yeah, how about that? And uh, so, uh, yeah, um, let, me, uh, let me see here. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting, okay? So I just approved a laptop purchase in South America to be used during Sherathon. Somebody said, what? Yep, Robert Murray there in South America does our analytics on the back end. So he's watching all the analytics of who's watching and doing all those things. He's, he gets in on that side of it. So he's doing all the reporting of the states and all the different things. And he does it from South America. So part of our Sherathon team are not even in this country. They're not even in this on this continent. They're in South America. And then he's got a young lady who works as his secretary, and so she helps with that. So, yeah, we, <laughs> we get input from all over the place. And that's, that's pretty cool And now that you can do that, you know. I mean, the truth of the matter is I could switch a telephone now with voice over IP, and Robert could take pledges in South America, just like he was here. The difference is they couldn't see the calendar, and he would have to ask us questions, you know, about what's available. But could it be done? Yeah, sure could. We still do the calendar the old-fashioned way. It's not automated. And if it was automated, then he could do it all down there. But no, you, if when I forward a number out on voice over IP, it can ring anywhere. As long as there's internet, doesn't matter. So when you get all these people, you say, well, all these immigrants answering the phone for all of these. If you call, you know, for service or call for something, and all these people that don't speak good English answering the phone, where are they at? They're in India. They're in the Philippines. They're in Mexico. Yeah, they're, they're sometimes in the islands. They're all over the place. Yeah, and the phone that switches. So uh, I can carry a phone. I don't even have to carry a phone. I have what's called a soft phone. And so it's just software on my cell phone. And I have an extension here in the ministry. And I can be in South America in the jungle. And if I've got signal, they can hit my extension and say, hey, preacher, did you turn your receipt in? No, I mean, it's that, it's that just as if I'm in the, in the hall, room across the hall, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's the truth. A lot of people don't know that when you call here locally, you're actually calling long distance. Now, don't get upset. You're not getting charged for it. But your phone call will leave here, goes over fiber to Rock Hill, South Carolina, goes through the switch, comes back through the fiber, comes back to Transylvania County. Even if you're calling the neighbor across the street who has a copper phone and you have a copper line phone, one that's plugged into the wall, still goes to Rock Hill. 
voiceover IP. Yeah. And it works better than it used to. I'm not a fan of it. Never have been. Simply because I don't trust it. But I couldn't buy a regular copper system like I wanted. And so uh, this is kind of where, where everything's going. And the fact that the phone system, the phone company uses that, it doesn't matter a whole lot if I've got copper. If it's still my copper works through voice over IP switch, then what benefit does it have for me to have copper? Does that make sense? I'm just saying, you know, Internet has now become... Uh, an internet outage is like a utility. So internet is, you know, they're, they're very much on internet just like they used to be on telephone or power. So if you have an internet outage that has more than a couple of houses out, they roll people out to fix it, you know. So there are protocols for that. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, matter of fact, I think Brianna right now, she is answering. So if you call her right now, you call the phone line. You call 884-9427. It's going to ring on Brianna's telephone. So if she's down in the office, if she's at Studio B, she can move around anywhere in the building and still get that phone call on her cell phone. So we have the can't get away from it. They follow you, right? They follow you around, yeah. And uh, so, and it's it's again, it's got its pluses and it's got its minuses. And so, but we're gonna we're going to focus on the pluses, aren't we? Yeah, that a missionary on the other side of the world can either log into his app or plug a phone, a physical voice over IP phone, into an internet jack and get a Brevard dial tone. Yeah. Not like it used to be, is it? We rarely play, pay for international calls anymore. We rarely do because we use voice over IP. Uh, if you're familiar with iPhone, the, the FaceTime, it's the video call. Well, the, now FaceTime audio is very popular. There's also one that the third world uses. And third world don't have as many Apple. They have more Android. And so the most popular app in the third world that I've found is WhatsApp. WhatsApp, I believe, is owned by Facebook. And it is a voice over IP application. And you can conference call, you can send text, you can send pictures, you can send video, you can do video conference, audio conference, all that stuff. And it's free. You do it over your data, over the Internet. And so it doesn't cost us anything to communicate with our folks. Speaking of that, let me, let me share an opportunity with you. I mentioned it on Friday. We have the opportunity to buy a house. Now, I've actually got two that we're working on. So we got the opportunity to buy a house for a church and the church needs a place to meet. And I'm not sure exactly if they rent where they are or what it is. I know they don't own a place. So I'm assuming that they're renting, but we can buy a, a pretty nice lot with a fairly good size house on it. It's interesting that it's painted bright blue and bright pink. And I'm not talking about pastels. I'm talking about eye-popping pink and blue. So, you, so I've been referring to the pink and blue house inside, the inside walls. It's, it's pink and blue. I think we can fix that. But I can buy that house, the lot, 
I think it's got a wall at least partway around it for this church. I can buy that whole place for $5,000. They have already come up with 1000 Now, this is in Venezuela. So for $4,000, we can have a ch- we can give a church their own property. Man, that's a good investment. I mean, here, that same property, and I'm not going to exaggerate when I say this. So if I were to say it's 10 times, well, 10 times 5,000 would be 50,000, right? This house in the United States would probably be more in the $300,000 range. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that. So I guess my question is, maybe the Lord might put it on somebody's heart and you say, look, yeah, I would buy a $3,000 house for $4,000 and donate it to a church in Venezuela. And of course, your tax receipt will come to us and uh, we'll send the money down to our attorneys and it'll be closed properly. And it won't go in our name goes in the church's name. If the church is an established church, it goes in the church's name. Yeah. And then also we have an opportunity. Right down from Brother Whitfield's church, he has across the street, he's got his boys' dorm for his Bible college. But right now there's no place for the girls. So there is a house that's two doors down from the church, and we can buy it. We can buy that house. I'm pretty sure we can buy it for $4,000 for that house and turn it into a girl's dorm for the Bible college. And uh, I am, I, I feel a nudge on that. I feel like they need it. I feel like the church needs it. They need the one beside them, and, of course, it's not for sale. But it's one door down from the church. The girls could be close. They could keep an eye on them, but they would have their own residence and a place for the girls to come and go to school. So I'm very much about that. And so I've got two land deals in Venezuela. You know, I've had pre- pre- preachers come up to me and say, pastors come up to me and say, now, preacher, you get another land deal, call me. Well, I appreciate them saying that. The problem is I didn't write it down. And if I don't write it down, I can't remember who they were. So I don't remember who told me that, but somebody did. Preacher, if you get another land deal in Venezuela, buy another church building, call me. Well, I've got it. I just, I can't remember who it was I talked to. So, but if it rings a bell, and here's the thing. This is how this works, okay? Not everybody is able to buy a church building in Venezuela. I get that. But there are individuals or businesses or other churches And God would say, that's you. This is what you've been praying about. This is your opportunity. And you'll know. You'll know. I don't have to beg, bar, and and persuade. You'll know. (laughs) It'll It'll be just like somebody turned a light switch on. This is the will of God. And so, yeah. And, of course, we can't visit there right now because of the political situation. But we have trusted people there. And right now we have 85 pastors that work uh, through Anchor and work as a part of Anchor that we support monthly. 85. 85 pastors in the country of Venezuela, the poorest country in this hemisphere. And I said that and it brought to mind this. They're basically in a civil war in Haiti 
They're calling for the ousting of the prime minister. People are starving. Famine is unbelievable. The kids are fainting in class and uh, from starvation. It's, it's terrible. So, and right now the, the unrest is such that I don't believe that we can get a ship in. I just, and that's, of course, that's captain's call, but just from what I've seen, I, I don't know that that would be a possibility. It's trying to get another relief load in. And also there's a big embargo between the Dominican Republic and Haiti. And Haiti is basically in civil war, so Dominican has closed off the border. And because of that, the food stuff has stopped. And so it is basically starving uh, the, that end of, of Española. That whole western end is starving. There's the Spanish end, and then there's the French end of Española, Hispaniola, and, and the, uh, uh, the east end is primarily Latino and, and African uh, mix, and then the west end is primarily African, and they speak the French language, and it's divided right down the middle of the island. And it's like two different worlds. The Haitian side is awful, and the Dominican side is beautiful, but the Haitian side is awful, and uh, it's right here under our door. And so we sent $1,000 this morning in hopes that somebody's going to step up and say, we'll cover that. I mean, and that's not even doing a week. I mean, I'm, and I'm talking about just feeding our church people. There. We've got four churches that we feed, and that's the northern churches. That does not include Pastor Cherubim and the folks on the southern side. That's just our northern churches, Brother Wefley. So pray much. It is a terrible situation, and he told what rice was costing. I, I can't pull it up in my memory bank right off what he said, but it was unbelievable uh, what, what they were paying. They're paying way more for rice than we do here, if you can imagine that. And I'm trying to flip through, okay, so uh, they've shut down the border. Rice is now $37 for 25 pounds. So it's a dollar and a half a pound for rice. I can buy it at Sam's for 50 cents a pound all day. It's three times that. Now, you say, well, that's not that expensive. It is when the wage is a tenth, if, if that. And I doubt, I, I doubt they make that. It's, 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 it's in good, but the problem is rice is being sold in dollars. And the only rice that's coming in is coming in from the United States, and so therefore it's in pounds. So $37 for 25 pounds of rice. $1,000 don't go far. Help us to pray, would you? All right. I had a lady mentioned to me that her husband is a veteran. He's been hospitalized for depression and asked that we would remember him in prayer, and so we're going to do that. Also, we have some folks that are sick. Uh, COVID has raised its head again, and uh, so we have some folks that have tested positive, so remember them. Then folks that are facing surgery, a lady that has uh, diminished kidney function. Uh, I talked to Brother Bell today, and his numbers have been climbing, but uh, today he had a blood test this morning, and they have dropped back down because he's coming off some of the prednisone. So he has got dangerously, his platelets got dangerously low. And so they believe it's an autoimmune thing. As far as we know, he's still going to be coming to Sherathon, but uh, he's not telling this, but he did have a nosebleed 
in the pulpit yesterday morning. He, he caught it, but uh, yeah, he's uh, so his he's still low. But uh, we are praying for Brother Bell, and uh, he got down dangerously low. I mean, dangerously low. They took him straight to the emergency room, spent time in the hospital getting infused. And so he came back up, but it is a data, it's a week by week thing. So ask you to pray for God's wisdom on, uh, for, for the doctors and that the Lord would, uh, uh, the Lord would, would do what he needs to do. Okay. All right. Let's pray. Our Father, we come into your presence thanking you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for the good weekend. We thank you, Lord, for blessing the way that you did. We're praying and asking God that you would give us, uh, Lord, what we need. Lord, uh, not necessarily what we want, but, Lord, more what we need. Lord, I'm asking you, Brother Bell, that you'd touch him. I pray for this man that's going through PTSD, veteran. God, please uh, touch him and help him with, with his depression. I pray, Lord, for these other situations that are around us that we know about, the lady that fell a while ago and others, Lord, that are getting bad reports back and waiting on pathology and just so many other things. Lord, I pray for the caregivers. Give them patience and give them grace as they care for those that cannot care for themselves. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord, for being God. And thank you, Lord, that you would be interested in hearing from a speck of dust on this third planet from a insignificant star, we thank you, Lord, that you would be interested in hearing from us. And Lord, not only hearing from us, but Lord, you're interested in what we're interested in. And so, Lord, we're glad that you can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So, Lord, be pleased to do your will and to work in our midst, and we'll give you the glory. For it's in Christ's holy name that we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Till we meet again, whether on the air or in the air, may God richly bless you is our prayer. Here's the ages. There's power in prayer.